there, everyone. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. Braden and Tally today. Aaron and Tori are getting packed up, getting ready to go on the road. Exciting uh, Love and Purity tour. They're going out east this time, east and south. But uh, yeah, they're getting ready to head out in a couple days. So we have had a lot going on lately. Yes. Yeah. Amazing family week. Amazing. Amazing time together. It is. It was. A lot of people uh, experiencing renewal and just drawing. Rededication. Yeah. Drawing close to God. So it's real, real blessed time. Yeah. So thankful. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been so blessed by the group that has come out. We had a lot of the same people come out this time that came out for Sukkot. And I just, I think it's neat because you can build kind of on what's already happening and stuff. So I just, it was just a real sturdiness to this, this past um, family week. And yeah, the young people were just going for it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give some highlights maybe? What are some highlights? Yeah, just uh, praying for each other, confessions, just really pressing into wanting to walk in the light and walking in mm-hmm. accountability with others. Uh, just yeah. great stuff. And yeah. it felt to me like there was an undercurrent of hunger, an undercurrent yeah. of just longing for God that really carried through. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what's going to be sustainable. My prayer is that those that left would continue on uh, seeking God and walking with others. Mm-hmm. And so just real bless, real blessing. Yeah. To be together yeah. with everyone. Yeah. The, the uh, worship times, I think, were especially just impactful. Um, people really just pressing in and seeking God and just a lot of breakthroughs. Um, we also had a baptism time, which was kind of an impromptu. We decided to go down to the river, and um, and that was just awesome. It, we went down there with, a, what, about planning on about four, four people, people. Four people. <laughs> but I think, I don't, even, I don't even know how, ma- how many ended up going and just rededicating and laying down things and just making a public decoration, declaration of... Marriages being restored. Yeah. Just really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, just good, good steady week. It was good. Um, so that was Passover and now in the middle of the, well, not quite the middle, but we're counting down the Omer now counting to, uh, Shavuot. We're on day 11. Do you want to do your song? Today's day 11. There's 39 to go. It takes 50 days to get us to our goal. So let's get ready, ready, set, go. 39 days till we get to Shavuot. Hey! There's the song. (laughs) We've been singing this song for the past four or five years or something. I think it's been more than that. More than that, okay. It's a long time. It, It makes it fun. It's a fun song to sing with the children. It's a fun song, yeah. Um, so we're counting Shavuot and we've got another Shavuot gathering coming up, uh, in 39 days. So, (laughs) yeah. And I love this whole picture of counting down the days and, uh, we have a young couple here that's getting, getting married here in a little bit and uh, they're, they're counting down the days to the wedding, you know, something you count down towards. Mm -hmm. And so this, uh, there's something significant about counting down the days to Pentecost to Shavuot. Yeah. And looking forward, like there's, you count down the days to something you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there should be a real sense of expectancy mm-hmm. as, we, as we come closer and closer to that mm-hmm. day when God not only gave his word, but also poured out his spirit. Right. And uh, I believe God wants to awaken hunger yeah. in our hearts as we count down the days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that this year going through um, Passover with a group that was very similar to the, sh- to the Sukkot group, yet the feel was very different. And uh, it was something that came to me, you know, this, this past time, like that Passover is kind of the, like th- they all have their place, like all of the feasts just have their place. But Passover is all about like the renewal and the like, um, it's like getting ready for the journey, you know, and like, I don't know, just the cleansing and the uh, just really putting your face, you know, deciding, you know, I'm going to serve God and, and, and walk out of, you know, the world or the things that are, are holding, you know, holding me down or whatever. So uh, just a totally different feel than like Sukkot, which Sukkot is like such a like celebratory wedding, kind of like a joyful feel. And you also have those breakthrough moments as well, but just the feel is just, it's just different. And it's just, both of them are just so beautiful. They're all beautiful. But uh, we're looking forward to Shavuot coming up here. And I don't think registration is quite up yet, but it should be up very shortly. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, people that uh, trying to stay in touch, you know, I think uh, Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> which Brandon and I aren't even on, but um, those are probably the best ways to stay in touch at this point. Uh, we're trying to, we're, I'm kind of the one that does a lot of the email stuff and I've kind of slacked on, on a lot of email stuff, but, um, but there's a lot of fun things coming up. We actually have a new program that we're going to be starting somewhere around this time next year called the Harpen Farm. Do you want to just talk a little about what, what you're thinking? We can also explain this more later, but yeah, the nutshell is that harp and farm, the harp representing music, worship, prayer. Uh, we want to have interns coming here, uh, entering into what we already have established as a community, as a, a house of prayer, morning and evening prayer watches, and then combining that with farming. So we'll have uh, opportunities to get out with the animals, with, in the fields, with the plants, Gardening. raising vegetables, yeah. and things like this. So combining the harp and the farm together, mm-hmm. uh, we believe this is a great opportunity for young people to come out and get strengthened in their faith, but also be able to be out in, the, in doing nature. Doing something. Doing something, yeah. <laughs> not, not being a completely uh, study, brain. study brainy thing, but also being able to get some exercise and being out in the in God's creation as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're interested or you know others that are interested, then let them know about this. Mm-hmm. There's a similar program out in uh, California called Growing in Torah, and they do a similar program, a uh, little different, obviously, it's good, but uh, all the way out in California. So <laughs> another program, though, that we're connected to that really have appreciated uh, what they've done out there. And yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens and who God brings out for it. Uh, and so now we can jump into Psalms of Ascent. We are at Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. So here we just see this huge encouragement to just trust in God. It's a promise. Those who trust mm-hmm. in God are immovable. Mm-hmm. You're like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. Just that simple act of trusting in God. It makes you, makes you very sturdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh-huh. it's a powerful place to be. There's some other scriptures that talk about Mount Zion. Let's look at a few of them here. Isaiah 29, 8. It shall be as when a hungry man dreams and looks. He eats, but he awakes, and his soul is still empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreams and look, he drinks, but he awakes, and indeed he is faint, and his soul still craves. 
So the multitude of all the nations shall be who fight against Mount Zion. Mm. So they're just, this is an illusion that they're going to be able to, you know, conquer Zion. Quench uh, their thirst for yeah, bloodshed right. and destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, they won't be able to do it. It's just an illusion. Mm-hmm. And we have another scripture here in Isaiah 31, 4. For thus the Lord has spoken to me as a lion roars and a young lion over his prey. When a multitude of shepherds is summoned against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor be disturbed by their noise. So the Lord of hosts will come down to fight for Mount Zion and for its hill. So God's going to come down and fight for Mount Zion. Mm -hmm. And along with this passage, when you trust in God, God comes in to fight for you. Mm -hmm. You uh, We see this picture of God coming to fight on behalf of Mount Zion. And those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a powerful place to be when God's fighting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The devil can't do anything. He's, mm-hmm. he's totally powerless in that case. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on, we got Joel 2.32. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance. So here again, we see this powerful place as Mount Zion. Those who trust are like Mount Zion. It's a place of deliverance. Then we got Revelation 14.1. Then I looked and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion. This is the place where the lamb is standing on Mount Zion. This is the place you want to be standing. You want to be standing with the lamb. Uh, God's going to fight for you. Mm-hmm. Trust in him. He will deliver you. He will, you know, he is your defense. You shall not be moved, as the mm-hmm. psalm says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, uh, you know, it's talking here about Mount Zion, and it says, but abides forever. And uh, it's something that really points to an eternal heavenly thing you know because i think you know when we sit and look at a mountain we're thinking earth you know and uh, not necessarily connecting to heaven but like there's like a spiritual heavenly thing that is present on earth you know there's a connection there and mount zion is something is a part of that is a part of the eternal uh future of you know uh, of of all of us like that, it, you know, there's something eternal about man, Mount Zion, something heavenly about it. Yeah, it's good. Going on to verse two, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. So in ancient cultures, the pagan cultures of the Middle East, it was common to pick the highest mountain to build an altar on to worship. And this is what they did. You know, you're reading the scriptures about the high places, right? Mm-hmm. They would put these altars of worship, of sacrifice mm-hmm. on the highest mountain to, uh, to worship their gods. But this is, was a breakaway. Mount Zion was a breakaway from that tradition. It actually sets in, like, uh, it's surrounded by mountains that are higher than, it, than Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. Mount Zion is kind of nestled into, mm-hmm. uh, you've got uh, Mount Scopus, you've got Mount of Olives, you've got you know, a few different mountains around it that are actually quite a bit Look higher. Look down on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... There's this different different thing there. God is, uh, he's actually, this is, there's this picture of as the mountains surround Jerusalem, as they're higher, they're like, they're this fortress in a way. Uh, people, you know, you even see the Jebusites, right? When David's coming to attack the Jebusites, like, oh, even the blind and the lame will be able to defend, uh, you know, keep you off because it was a very strong military position mm-hmm. because of the the way that it was, it was you know, you had these mountains that were, kind of forming this uh, blockade for the city. Mm-hmm. So the psalm is saying that like that, like these mountains that are actually taller and you know, bigger are surrounding Mount Zion, so God is like that fortress of defense for his people. Mm-hmm. 
Going on to verse 3, For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest in the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. And I believe this verse has a, a physical and a spiritual application. So uh, physically, God will fulfill the many promises he has made concerning the land of Israel. The scepter of wickedness will not land, rest on the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. There, because right now there's a in some of the areas of Israel there's a there's an ungodly scepter being wielded over the land, mm-hmm. and but they won't rest there. And that's that's the thing. This verse is saying the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. It's, there's going to be contested. There's mm-hmm. going to be this battle that continues to happen. Mm-hmm. And so there's that physical element of, you know, one day the land of Israel is going to be ruled with a scepter of righteousness, and uh, it's going to be glorious. And then, but then the spiritual application, I believe that we can, we can glean from this, is that the territory of our hearts, the territory of our souls, the enemy will not be able to wield his scepter of wickedness over our hearts, mm-hmm. uncontested. Mm-hmm. So... We see examples of this with different people in the Bible. We've got Job. You know, he the enemy was after him for a while, right? But it didn't rest on him. He was he was free. There was just a season that he was being oppressed by the enemy. Joseph, the enemy oppressed him for a season, mm-hmm. right? But it didn't rest on him. David, Daniel, you know, even Yeshua himself was. There was this time, you know, Yeshua said that. that the hour of the power of darkness, something like that, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that there's, I'm going to be basically tormented by the, by the enemy for, for a brief time, but it never rests on the righteous. Mm-hmm. The scepter of wickedness will not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I think of land as being connected to destiny. So in your own life, those that are listening, God has a destiny for you. Mm-hmm. And for areas in your heart, in your life that are not, let's say, fully being surrendered. surrendered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scepter of wickedness will not be able to rest in that area. They'll always, you'll never just be comfortable just to go, well, you know, that's just the way it is. That's just the way I am. Uh, you'll always be at, 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 uh, unrest. You'll always be in a state of kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just upheaval, turmoil mm-hmm. until the full, your heart is fully given over to God's purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, favorite psalm that that we sing in Israel quite a bit because, you know, as we are in the land and you see all of the enemies of Israel surrounding, um, you know, if it wasn't for the the faith of the Jewish people uh, that God is going to make good on his promises, um, it would look, the, the, the physical situation would look uh, kind of hopeless in some ways. Uh, because they're surrounded by their their enemies, really, and so um, really just shows the trust of you know just like it's saying here you know those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion and the Jewish people have that that in them that trust in uh, trust in the Lord and that you know uh, you know that that He's not going to allow this to to continue this way that there's going to be. Uh, that the you know there's going to be restoration and there's going to be um, just a fulfillment of all the promises that that God spoke, and so it's uh yeah this is it's a good promise to remember especially when you're you know walking through the land of Israel and seeing you know that from our natural our natural eyes and stuff. The other thing is here I'm just looking at um, 
it's talking about on the on the land allotted to the righteous lets the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity i'm just um i'm just thinking of the preservation of righteousness and how um you know when we walk um outside of a righteous pathway like we we are knowingly um not choosing the path of righteousness that in that place it's almost like you're allowing the enemy to have land you're allowing the enemy to have ground that scepters and you're welcoming the scepter you're in some wel- ways exactly wickedness. yeah which i mean i think the jewish people would even say that's the reason why they they lost the land there was there was wickedness they weren't right walking in righteousness and so you know god allowed that that scepter of wickedness to come and rule for a while but you know like it says here, it's not going to rest there. That's not the end of the story. There's an eternal glory that um, Mount Zion has that that will that will last forever. Um, but as we walk out in our own lives, um, just recognizing when we don't cling to righteousness and make righteous decisions and and uh, look to God for righteousness, we're allowing the enemy to take um, ground in our own hearts. And just the importance of that, of just walking uprightly before God. Yeah, I think it speaks of his jealousy. That, you know, he's jealous for us. Mm-hmm. He's, he's as a, a jealous husband, right? That he, he doesn't want to see his bride just going off and sleeping with other husbands and mm-hmm. you know, giving her heart to other things. He's jealous. And so that scepter of wickedness, it won't rest in our lives. Mm-hmm. There will be no rest for our souls as long mm-hmm. as we're allowing that scepter to have rule in us. I, I think of the verse that David says, let no iniquity have dominion over me you know i don't want that scepter i don't want the enemy's scepter to have rule in my heart mm-hmm. i want to walk free yep. and so uh, it's good all right so uh going on uh let's see here so then as tally mentioned earlier lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity i believe when we're walking in our inheritance or the territory that god has given us then we're much less likely to be tempted by evil as well we're just walking in the portion that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to reach out our hands to iniquity as we're just walking in the uh, the good things that God has given us to walk in. Mm-hmm. Going on to verse 4, do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. So this is a neat thing. At the beginning of this chapter speaks of having trust in God. And now we're talking about those who are upright. So it, it just speaks of this truth that righteousness or uprightness begins with faith. So you could even say that faith is the root of uprightness. Right. You know, having faith in God, trust. putting your trust in him. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna lead the to, psalm talks about to those who are upright, God's going to be good to them. Yeah, so faith uh, leads to, to uprightness and to righteousness. And um, there's going to be fruit of that, you know. Right. And if you don't have that, it's hard to even, <laughs> it's like, do you really have faith in, right? you know. Yeah, faith is not producing righteousness. Uprightness is really questionable whether it's really true faith or not. Yeah, right. right. Okay, going on to verse 5. As for such as turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. So keeping in mind the Psalms of Ascent, it's a journey. It's the journey of life. It's the journey to Jerusalem. And the crooked way is really the longest, you know, if you're walking at a crooked path, then you're taking longer to get where you're wanting to go, right? So this... Psalm here, speaking of those that are taking the crooked way, I'm thinking of the Pilgrim's Progress, right? You know, there's the crooked way that, you know, you can get off the straight and the narrow for such as turn aside to their crooked ways. 
the Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. So the, the path that God desires us to be on, the psalm of ascent going upward, onward, it's a straight path, it's a narrow path, it's not the crooked way. It's not the, the way that takes a lot longer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we sometimes may veer off of it, but it may take us a little, bo- a little while to, you know, get back on the, you know, the, the track. But mm-hmm. I just, uh, I love that picture there of, you know, the journey and God has called us to walk in the straight way, not mm-hmm. the crooked way. Yeah. Yeah. You also see like right before this is talking about the good, do good to those who are good. And then it's talking about for such a turn aside to their crooked ways. So it's almost saying like those that are even walking in righteousness that are doing good, they still have that choice to turn aside and go onto crooked ways. And then the Lord, it's like, it gets to a certain point where the Lord just leads them away with the workers of iniquity, which is kind of a scary thing, you know, that if you continually make a choice to not walk in uprightness, to not follow righteousness, that it comes to a certain point where, you know, it seems like the father just leads, you know, just lets you go that way. Just like, okay, you chose a crooked path. It's not going to go, you know, but it's not going to go well for you, but that's the path of iniquity. And, you know, that's kind of, it's a sad thing. Yeah. yeah. It, even, it even reminds me of the Lord's prayer. You know, Yeshua taught yeah. us to pray, lead us not into temptation. seems to be implying that God could actually lead us into temptation. As this mm-hmm. is saying here, people that choose the crooked way, God is going to lead them away with the workers right. of iniquity. And it's really, there's so much that we choose, you know, we choose God's way. We mm-hmm. choose his path and we pray, God, lead us, mm-hmm. you know, lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Right. And uh, we don't, we don't want to be led. We don't want to be led away with the workers of iniquity. We want to keep going up. We want to keep going on. We want to make it to the finish line mm-hmm. into God's house, into his presence. This all man's peace be upon Israel. So say uh, a few of the Psalms of ascent in that way. And uh, here again, just, you know, peace be upon Israel. And this is a great prayer to be praying right now, that God's peace would be upon Israel, that the terrorism would be ended. And uh, we just, mm-hmm. uh, we agree with this. May peace be upon Israel. Yeah. Yeah. It's also uh, just really shows us that, uh, you know, it's peace being upon Israel is connected to righteousness. You know, it's not going to happen without um, taking that ground. So, yeah, that's our our prayer is that, uh, in our own hearts that we be surrendered to God and then also for Israel, the land, the people that they would um, they would walk uh, further and further in that path of of walking uprightly and seeing um, the scepter of wickedness being gone. So Amen. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. They that trust in Hashem Like Mount Zion Which cannot be moved But abides forever As the mountains Surround Jerusalem So Hashem
just reach out there.